Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I know I sound real chipper, but we on episode seven of the Touch the City podcast. The Goran Drogic, the Mellow in Denver, the who else wore number seven? Uh, uh, Brandon uh, Roy. What is it? Not LeBron. LeBron, not LeBron in Miami. Uh, did he? He no. wore six, right? Yeah. Uh, was it Boss? Uh, or seven. I don't remember. Somebody oh, wore shit. seven. I actually wore seven. But anyways, episode seven <laughs> of the Touch the City podcast. You already know what the fuck is going on. I'm your boy, Fax Mercury, a.k.a. Respiratory Lanes, a.k.a. Outbreak Drake, a.k.a. Quarantine's Finest. And I'm joined here as the uh, with one half of the podcast, the legendary man himself, the Twitch master, the Cod you master. Know. You already know. <laughs> you already know the boy, Twin 4K, a.k.a. 10, a.k.a. Mike Fleming, a.k.a. I don't even know what else you want to call me, Twin 4K. You already know. We on set. We chilling. Um, ready here to you know just shoot the shoot the game you know just talk shoot it up shit. like shoot the shit you know just talk about what happened these past you know few weeks and um you know what's going on in the uh, culture and shit. Yes. So how you doing this week? I mean, even though we spoke yesterday, but yeah, uh, you know, how's the week been? <laughs> um, the week has been overall has been pretty good. I'll be entirely honest. Um, I feel like work um, is definitely picking up from home. So I felt like overall I've been a little bit busier. But um, as far as, um, you know, just the general like work week, you know, general flow of things, uh, kind of in like in the motion now, you know, like I'm, I'm kind of used to what's going on, I guess. Mm. Yeah. How about okay. you? What's going on with you? Um, Nothing. Same old shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. What what was different about this week? Uh, mm -hmm. oh, just meditated a lot more this week for my own mm -hmm. mental health purposes. Um, but definitely was beneficial to do so. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess you know, like, I don't know if this week, you know, obviously some weeks hit harder than others where you're like, oh wow, I'm fucking stuck home, not of my own, you know, not of my choice. Like I, I have to do this. Um, mm -hmm. so I guess I had one of those weeks, and so it just affected me in a way where I was like, okay, I need to get like sustainable methods to help me through this, you know, not like a, you know what, this one day I'm going to do something. Oh, that made me feel good. I'm good for another week. And then I'm gonna have the same problem again. So mm -hmm. it was more of those weeks to actually say, you know what, like I'm going to be in this in a while. So I have to, you know, I have to do better at keeping up. Yeah. Just, you know, avoiding certain things or just, you know, limiting myself or just saying, you know what, I, I should do more of this, less of this and just rationing my time better. So. Yeah. But it, was, uh, it was very helpful so oh no that's pretty dope um i guess like overall it's been like a last eventful couple of days because like my week overall was like just work related but like mm -hmm. i guess i've been there's been an uptick in zoom i know we actually just mentioned it all right let's start with this there's been a little bit of an uptick in zoom we was on a zoom call last night for instance yeah. um and I, I was able to getting bendy over wine you know shooting the shits over some mario kart so that was pretty fun um and i actually did some zoom call with my family members um two different times this week and it was pretty cool actually we, we i connected with family members throughout the world so i'm talking like in london in nigeria you know different start places in the country whether it's texas um that was a pretty cool usage of technology at least during quarantine you know being able to like yeah. connect with everybody you know obviously shoot the shits with you and ruti ruti yesterday um you know I guess that like itself was pretty cool this week as well. So I felt like I'd throwing that in there. So speaking of Zoom, well, mm -hmm. yo, where the fuck did Zoom come from? I don't even know, honestly. You know, it's like, really uh, the, it's been around, but 
I feel like why has that been the like choice? It's like one person. It's really that effect of one person said, "Yo, yeah, just use Zoom, and you know we can have a video conference." And then like from there, everybody's like, "Just oh yeah, yeah, use Zoom. Oh yeah, I just use this at work. It's it's called Zoom." You know what I mean? Like I, I really think that it's not different from any different from Skype or any different no. from. It's you know, the same service. shit. It's, just, it's all the same yeah, stuff. Yeah, why? Right. Why did that become the thing? Like, yeah, and it's like, I feel like it's, it's even being pushed everywhere. Yeah. It is. It's definitely now it's it's become a thing. And what a fucking way to make money in a quarantine, right? Like to get yeah. a sudden boost of like usage and all of a sudden you got to meet the demands of millions of more people using your service. Yeah. Not I can't even. It's, it's such a strange drop. It, it It feels like one of those odd plants. It's like. You know, the coronavirus yeah. came and then, all right, yo, yeah, we got Zoom for you guys. Everybody working on Zoom. Yeah, and it's screw been the other there. services. It's no, you know, barely people used it or it had specific instances. And I think it has an inclination towards probably businesses or teachers and shit like that. But the fact yeah. that everybody, and it, it, that's probably why, just like you said, like somebody used it at work and was like, oh, I use this for work. I'm oh, not just use it here. Even though, mm-hmm. you know, we got FaceTime. We got, right, like you said, uh, you could do Instagram group chats and get a bunch of people doing it that way. Like, why Zoom? I mean, yeah. of course, you know, being on a computer, you can do a little bit more. But I just I honestly don't know if it has features over the rest of them. That's why people use it. But I, I can't imagine that's the case. Yeah, to me, it just makes sense just because, like, you know, people end up just using it on their phones and iPads anyway. So, you know, might as well be using FaceTime. But I guess, you yeah. know, if you want to keep that privacy, you know, you send the web links out. There are a lot of click on web links, download the application, and it links them straight to the meeting or use the meeting ID. I mean, it is a smart way to meet um, virtually yeah. or even host web calls or, you know, physical calls. If you don't want to, you know, submit your number, you're able to use those free services. So, I mean, it is good that the world overall has become more educated on software like that, I guess. Yeah. As odd as it like seems that it just showed up randomly, you know, just conveniently in time for this. Um you know, it, I guess it is cool that the world is learning, you know, and, and applying new technologies, you know? Yeah, because I couldn't imagine what would, you know, if it feels it's one of those things that happens, it shows up and you're wondering like, oh, how did we kind of do things beforehand? Like it's it's very much seamlessly integrated into how people communicate nowadays in a way yeah. that it's like, how the fuck did we do anything before? But yeah, also, I like, agree. Do you feel as though it's going to stick around? Like, is this going to be the new norm? Or is it just a, a prisoner of what we're going do, uh, through right now? And then it's going to get discarded when we come um, to the other side. I, I'm, in, I'm in agreement. I think that it will stick around overall because, you know, like you said, I think we're right now in one of those transitional periods in history where, you know, an event kind of changes how we do things. Now, I'm not yeah. saying that necessarily people won't work, you know, have to physically work in stores. But a lot of jobs um, that can be transitioned to work from home status or work from home conditions, or maybe you spend two to three days physically in office um, and then two to three days at home during the work week, however they want to mix it up. Um, That might become the new norm for work or the new standard for a lot of positions, whether, you know, in corporations or in office jobs or you know, uh, in customer service jobs, maybe even in certain um, businesses that were closing down that might not physically need locations if they were able to seamlessly transition throughout this time and were able to still keep up on their sales and things like that. They're all going to, you know, make those transitions. Because I think, you know, you got to 
also look at it from there's a plethora of reasons. You know, I don't even want to get too far off topics, but there's like a plethora of reasons as to why something like Zoom can become very, very useful. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. And yeah, you know, I know we were talking about a little yesterday and we're kind of like when it goes back to normal. But I just kept thinking about I'm like, nah, Mm -hmm. it's what is normal? You know, (laughs) yeah. What's going to be like the normal after? Because honestly, I think like we come out the other side of this like kind of different like people in general like you know whether we're admitting it or not like everyone's kind of going through a collective trauma right now because mm-hmm. it's like we're all dealing with this crazy shit and we're trying to make light of like we need to be home because we could get this virus and it could suddenly kill off you know if some people already have had people in their lives die like now it's it's to a point where it's like all right by the second or third degree of how you know somebody you know somebody that died it's if it's not your immediate family it's someone close to you if it's not them it's like oh my cousin's father's brother passed away and yeah. you're like what and it's like you know how close it is to the average person it's like it makes this thing of like you're constantly living in fear so like how are we going to get through that you know like when we come out and this is all done like how is everyone gonna react to this shit you know like what you know mm. like I, I'm, I know me like I already said I don't, not that I really go to concerts to begin with, but like certain large public gatherings, I'm like, I might be good on that going forward. Cause going forward, you know, yeah. that's, you know, now I see how this shit is gone and I'm like, you know what, like what are going to be some of those type of ramifications? That's what I'm wondering. Nah, that's a fact. You, you're, you're honestly spitting like very valid points, you know, like even me, I've considered, you know, I've never been too much of an interact like a very interacting guy at least in public like you know i'm not giving people pounds and touching them and you know really trying to get too close to them or you know growing up with anybody that was like something when i was like younger you know in high school things like that at best if i want to be honest with myself um but you know going forward after this like you know once we get back to normal and you start looking at just transitioning back to the the regular way of things no i mean even the the common business handshake i think it might be dead I'm so serious. Like th- little things like that is just, you I'm know, people that. are going to, yeah. Like it's, it's literally just like, people are going to take a look at things and say, Hey, all right, maybe I've been treating the common flu wrong or even the, the transmission of bird flu, swine flu, you know, the potential transmission of Ebola bacteria itself lives on anything. If anything at all, I feel like this might have turned everybody into a germaphobe. Like everybody's going to have that type of PTSD. It's just, yeah, they don't it's going to be, yeah. Yeah. it's going to be natural. It's going to be natural. Oh, yeah. Like it's a very natural just onset. Like me, I know now going out into public, bro, I don't I don't want to touch nobody. You know, I feel weird when I'm touching people's stuff. The first thing I want to do after touching like anybody's stuff is go immediately like bleach my hands basically. Like whether it's sanitizing right. it and then it's washing it and then sanitizing it again after to the yeah. point where my hands are dry as hell and scaly. It's incredible. <laughs> like so you, you know, you can like obviously see PTSD from the coronavirus um, epidemic, yeah. like forming already, forming already wow. in me. So like, I, I can tell you that I know that's happening. You know, my girlfriend, she hasn't left, the, obviously my girlfriend, but Cheyenne, she hasn't left the house literally in, I don't even know how long, if it's not to go up the street to see her family, she's literally not leaving the house to go anywhere. She hasn't gone to the supermarket, hasn't, because there's literally just PTSD that's been spread throughout all of Staten Island. Like, that's, yeah, it's, I don't even know, like, if we've seen the the end of, like, the effects, you know, like, what other new things might arise. Right now, yeah. it's been like, uh, you know, I'm not going to do this, that, and the third, but you could already see, you know, is something else going to come along later where we're all like, oh, fuck, no, I'm never going to do this now. 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, no. it's, what, it, what it's coming from is what we know about the virus. All right, we know this is how it could get transmitted. When they find some new shit out, now it's going to be like, oh, hell no, I can't do this. Because now it's, I remember when it first came out, it was like, all right, it could live on surfaces for four or five hours or something and can linger in the air for like a little bit. Now they're talking about that shit could linger on surfaces for like a whole day and sit in the all air day. for like three I'm days. I'm like, three days. I'm like, yeah. what the like, fuck? Then it was crazy. like, yo, someone died in, uh, at like 25 or 26 from a stroke and that it causes it because it also attacks like the way your blood clots form. I'm like, yeah. excuse me? I'm like, it, it's what, incredible. What, like, it, it, at like, this point, the, it making it seem like do? this thing can just kill you. Yeah, it, it, it's just like, yo, bro, you and you're no, gonna be and, just chilling and you're gonna die from it. That's literally and it's the, type the randomness of, because they mm-hmm. don't know like why some people just don't get shit and other people are like straight. Obviously, they're like, all right, if you have respiratory issues, but finding out shit like that where you get these outer liars, then it's gonna be you know the the longer the it's gonna make the list of underlying health problems that could kill you be larger. Because now mm-hmm. it's going to be like, yo, if you got, if you're like a hemophiliac or if you got like thin blood or like sickle cell, you get this shit, you're going to die now mm-hmm. because of now we're seeing this and this crazy shit. And, and that's, that's what makes it so scary that you don't know shit apparently because they mm-hmm. don't know shit. So you step outside thinking like, you know what, I'm probably going to be asymptomatic. And then all of a sudden you get the shit and you can't fucking breathe and you got to go to the hospital immediately. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like at this point too, it's it's incredible. It's at this point too. They say if you get sick, get better. You can still get sick. So it's like, and then the people that think they can't get sick and are getting re-sick are creating a new strain of the virus. It's just like at this point, I'm so over coronavirus in general. Like, that's fucking I mean, nuts. Like I guess we've like, been in here kind of even, forty yeah. days. I think. Yeah, like I can't even believe that, bro. It feels like. It don't even feel like that is actually going on, but we literally haven't been able to do anything for like over a month. Anything, now. you know, like We're going on like sixty days. That's sixty crazy. days, like that's When's, really when, crazy. What's gonna ooh? That's what I'm interested in seeing. People's breaking points, like what? What? Mm-hmm. How long is it gonna be before people are like fuck this? Oh, like, May uh, Memorial them. Day. That's the yeah. first holiday where we're gonna see it for sure, and then definitely July Fourth, a hundred percent. Like we're going to see you know, people in, in droves. We're talking either storming the beach, whether it's going to be like the protest to just not being around each other. Like, you know, like the, for yeah. the people that don't see, like believe in it, forget about it. It's they're going to be out in full force. Oh, yeah. And I think even the people that like have been practicing not being sick, their ideology at that point is going to be, bro, if you're not sick and I'm not sick and we're not sick, we should be fine. And as long as we're all being clean and not, you know what I'm saying? We should be fine. And you know, I, I don't even know. Like, I don't know if I'm gonna be one of those guys. I don't know if maybe at best I'll go up the street, you know, spend time with family. Because even me, I haven't. I literally haven't even seen my family. I'm literally at the point where it's me yeah. and Cheyenne. We've literally just been in the house, and that's it. Those are the only people that I've seen. Um, so, like, it's it's kind of tough, you know. It's it's really tough at this point. I don't know where everybody's gonna break. I don't know where I'm gonna break. But I just hope that it doesn't come to a breaking point that we can safely reopen in some way that makes sense and that there's rules in place, um, you know, and I just think ethically, like it's it's not even like a government thing. Like people just kind of have to have those rules set. It's just respect themselves. for other people and just it's, understanding like yeah, it's protecting yeah. you and somebody else. So exactly. people are just not really thinking about it like that. Yeah, you know, respect like protecting like the people around you, protecting their space, your space, being clean, you know, just doing your best to not get sick. Like 
I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's a lot to ask. That's definitely uh, yeah. an unknown. I don't know. When do you think? Do you think people are going to break up and, like, kind of give up on the idea of quarantine? I think the just... when weather consistently gets, like, 70 and higher or, like, 75 and higher. When, it's when like people got to run their AC, ACs, Yeah. Exactly. It's going to be shit like that. And it's also going to be like, nah, son, yo, it's nice outside. Like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? I'm going out. Mm-hmm. Like, and it don't even be... Don't even have to be like I'm going out for a destination, but people are just gonna want to be outside, even if for mm. a brief moment to to be like, oh, this is so nice out here. Like you might find people bring, you know, get some chairs, start sitting outside and shit. Like people chilling on the block. Like it might be stuff like that, and then by virtue, you're obviously gonna start interacting with people, mm. and then you're gonna have some people that are gonna take that and be like, well, I'm gonna go to the park, and now everybody's uh-huh. gonna be like, I'm gonna go to the park but stay six feet away, which is cool, but mm. you know, you still are aggregating a lot of fucking people. Yeah, exactly. You might be sitting six feet away, but there's obviously going to be people walking and shit like that. And if there's a lot of people, you can't really stay six feet away from each other sometimes. So exactly, yeah. It's just yeah. it's just tough whenever situation. it gets really nice. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like that. Yeah, that I think is going to overall like just really trigger. It's going to get warm. People are going to want to go outside. You know, and I, you know, I'm here on May 15th. You know, like everybody's saying May 15th because obviously, you know, that's Cuomo. Cuomo shouting that out. Yeah. You know, that people just want to start opening up. And I mean, look at the rest of the nation. You got people slowly starting to reopen. So unfortunately, whether or not we like it, we're really about to become a massive experiment. Just, hey, let's see. see if this shit works. Let's see. I don't yeah. Think it's gonna work. Yeah. But, let's see if the society can survive, I guess. Like, I don't even know what else to yeah. call it, realistically. You know, yeah. let's see if people, we can allow capitalism to capitalism and, you know, you guys not all kill yourselves while doing it. Yeah, because the one percent, they they think in their arrogance, hey, we're gonna be fine. Like that's realistically their mindset. You know, anybody that's in the one percent that's passing, it's unfortunate. They see them probably as martyrs. Honestly, that capitalism is that evil. They're like, yo, they're dying for a cause, to so that we just we don't wipe. So we like, or I guess, like, yeah, we don't, we don't, yeah. we don't end up extinct. Like, we don't like just lose everybody, and we can just keep making the money. Like. That's yeah, like we they said yesterday, they, they've justified in their minds, like, eh, estimates, you know, estimates are 150,000 people dying. I could live with that. Exactly. And the yeah. rest of y'all just keep doing their, your thing. I could live yeah. with that. Like that's in their mind, that's what people have rationalized. Mm-hmm. In their mind, they're like, oh, if we we're stay closed, then, you know, not enough people are able to go out and work that, you know, there's going to be rioting and looting and people aren't going to be able to pay. Like, And I mean, I'm not going to lie, there, there's some truth to it. But at the same time, I just feel like if the government manned up and just paid out the money, pay out the money, pay for people's um, pretty much everybody's expenses during the, the uh, pandemic. It would be a lot easier. Or give or keep doing the stimulus checks, man. Like, come on. Yeah. Man. You fucking give right out billions now, yeah. of dollars every time the banks need a fucking bailout or some industry needs a bailout. Just you never bail out the fucking um, citizens. Costing people. And we're talking about that shit didn't really help half the time because everybody who received that money pocketed that shit. How many but times have the businesses been money, bailed out? Oh, oh my, my god! A fucking like when you really list. think about it, like how many times have the, these businesses been bailed out in our lifetimes, bro? Like think about it. And them. every time the econ- <laughs> it doesn't affect the economy the way they think it is. Like that yeah. shit just sits in people's bank accounts, and the CEOs and the executives they just take that shit and hold on to it. But if you mm-hmm. give the people fucking money, you can have everybody safe and stimulate the economy. Because guess what? People that already got their bills paid because they're chilling, that extra money, boom! Oh, you know what? I'm gonna Going buy right this. To the I'm economy. gonna buy this. Boom. 
right yep. to the economy. What all the shit we see on Twitter, people are like, oh, I'm gonna buy this, I'm gonna buy a brand new TV. And you see some places have started lowering their prices to match, like, oh, this TV was two thousand, now it's twelve hundred dollars. How convenient. So mm-hmm. you have shit like that where companies are gonna try to meet halfway and say, you know what? If we uh, if we could get these sales off despite you know and having to lower it, but it's gonna keep us afloat because it's some money as opposed to no money coming in. It's a no so money if you right do now. Do that exactly. and you keep giving people money even though it's staying home and you're talking about oh nobody's working for this money. Please, this is people's taxpayer money. If the whole mm-hmm. goal is you know people are paying taxes for it to go back to them in some way, shape, or form, this is that this is that shape or form. This is that shape or form. This is why people work. Because that taxes come out. I mean, this is not why people work, but this is why them taxes come out because we're supposed to be seeing where that money's going. And what better way it's from going right back into people's pockets so they can spend mm-hmm. the shit. Yeah, you know? no, that's the fact. Oh, no, I agree. God. Like, I think you're, you're spot on. Like, you're definitely not saying anything that that's wrong here, you know? Like, and I, honestly, it is kind of why I work legally, I guess, because, like, you guys take all this money from me and I got to pay you guys yeah. to to do all these things for me, technically. Like, you're supposed I to be... Know, yeah. Like, you're supposed, honestly, you're supposed to help me. When you don't help me, honestly, you know what you do? It just feels like you're highway robbery. Me. And I, I might as well be committing crimes. I might as well be doing... And then just keeping my money, honestly, bro. Like, I, I really don't know what else... To not committing crimes, like you know, like not sticking up no store or robbing people. But <laughs> from the standpoint of like, if I'm getting my money my way, doing it how I want to do it, and I'm not paying the tax, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I choose not to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I think that I should be within my right. When since you guys take my taxes and then don't put it towards the potholes on the streets, bro. I've been driving on these same shitty streets my whole life. Don't put it towards the MTA. I've been the fare only goes up and the service is getting worse. You know what I'm saying? You guys don't put it towards Medicare when pandemic strikes and nobody can get tested for the coronavirus. So, like, you know, it's frustrating. It, it really is. By the way, right. nobody here is endorsing. Uh, we're we're not we're not doing no Wesley Snipes, yo. If that's what it nah, sounds facts. like. We're not doing no Wesley yeah. Snipes. We're nah, not a fucking ducking and Eurosep in the IRS. Yeah, don't know definitely. Now. Facts. Definitely do not engage in anything like that just because I'm kind of getting my shit off. I'm saying why right. why shouldn't I? But at the same time, the reason why you shouldn't do it because your ass don't want to go to jail. That's the reason right. why you shouldn't be doing it. That's it. And if I remember correctly, I remember because uh, I have cousins who live in England. I know you do too. But mm-hmm. one of them was telling me uh, that like their uh, their version of the IRS like just straight comes takes that shit. Oh, <laughs> wow. Like we'll be like nah like. All that shit, you know, you can't do that ducking and try to hide them taxes. Like, they will fucking just rip that shit right out your account. Wow, that's crazy. That's it's probably I mean, like, I'm yo, like, you got to pay your piece I, to the queen. That's right. Come, no, sir. Come off of that. It's like, like crazy. I think when you charge, if it's like under your name or whatever, like if you get charged and they see you using your card and you like owe some shit, boom. All right. Well, we know he's active. Shoop. Wow, that. that's crazy. That's pretty nutty. So. But anyways, <laughs> that. Oh, let's get yeah. into the, get into the, the meat of the, the day. Hard right? topic. Yeah. So yeah. as we all saw this week, Kanye has been listed on Forbes as a billionaire. Yeah. So Billy, Billy, Kanye West is now a billionaire. What is that? Jeez. Let's let's go into it. Kanye West let's is a billionaire. That. Everything that Kanye West is has now reached a billion dollars <laughs> um i mean I, yo I, I gotta say man hats off I, I gotta be honest with you like i you know i 
although he's been, you know, who he's been, obviously, over these last couple of years, um, you know, I could never be mad at, you know, seeing somebody succeed. My only thing is just, you know, how he did it. You know, obviously, there's always the black cloud that follows the term billionaire, even in certain terms, millionaires, you know, they anybody who can hoard an amass amount of money like that, a massive yeah. amount of money like that, there's typically a black cloud that follows that, you know, um, that prerogative and that whole like nature. But, you know, you know, hats off to him. It's something that he was literally in $60 million in debt, I think it was like three years ago. And literally now what he was yelling and everybody thought he was crazy. That was the crazy guy in the room. He was yelling, oh, yo, I'm supposed to be doing fashion. I'm supposed to be doing fashion. They're not letting me in. Nike is doing this to the game. And that's a whole nother point that I'm going to hit on. Um, the fact that he was able to see his vision through and he's still building his vision. He said, bro, like we just getting started and they 3.3 billion. That is incredible. So, you know, hats off to you. I guess like that's my yeah. initial you know, my initial re reaction to that. What about you? I agree. I think it's, you know, I, I fucking despise billionaires because the hoarding of wealth usually comes with the exploitation of some other person's labor. But mm -hmm. the actual achievement of, you know, if you mark it as like a, a like an achievement, like you've reached a certain level of success with what that money comes with, that's a hell of a fucking accomplishment for a guy that started out trying to pedal beats to Jay-Z and shit like that. Got Crazy. on. Uh, making those beats started rapping became a mm. prolific rapper in, in a, a short amount of time made his mark then decided mm. to you know slowly get into his other businesses and grow and you know set what he wanted to do from the get-go and it turned into a billion dollars it's fucking crazy for anybody to do and for a guy as polarizing as Kanye West that's crazy too you know that yeah. at some point people saw you know what this guy's so fucking crazy we can use this you know Either people thought that or they were like, you know what? The crazy is I'm OK with it because this guy is making sense. However, people saw it. It got him those opportunities and it got him that money to go do what he had to do. Yeah, and that's and like the Adidas shit, like the Yeezy shit is crazy to me because I personally really don't like many Yeezys. But like the sheer accomplishment of I remember the uh, uh, conversations that he had, I think it was a Zane Lowe interview. Um, and he was talking yeah. about how he, at the time, like Yeezys were, you know, they just came out. So the, what was it? The, the 700s at first, them shits were, the 750s at first, them shits were what? Remember they were like, like two 350. Grand? Yeah, and they Some were reselling for shit. like two grand. Yeah, people were selling yeah. cars for them and shit. Yeah, you had crazy people trying to hit your shit up. Like, <laughs> yo, I would trade you my car for those. Like, excuse me? Like, like what? Yeah. <laughs> so, so like that level mm. to then and at the time it was that and he was speaking about how he wanted to make Yeezys more accessible to the average individual and he kind of did that. I mean, no, you know, he definitely like, did people that. reselling, yeah. but now they're getting to the point where like the hype beasts are like, oh my god, there's so many fucking Yeezys out. Like he's saturating yeah. it now, you know. Like it's it's not that it's losing its cool, but he you he actually is trying to hit certain price points to now get it to cheaper and cheaper people. So mm -hmm. that's pretty fucking cool that he said he was going to do that. And we see that now. So mm -hmm. respect. Yeah, I yeah, know. And I think you touched on a really interesting topic. You know, you touched on the, you know, what Kanye has been able to do for sneaker culture. Like, I don't think a lot of people um, give him like the respect that's due when it comes to his impact overall. You know, obviously he we're talking about fashion, but specifically on sneaker culture. Yo. Yeah. 
who else do we know right now that has a sneaker that can stand up to the Nike Air Jordan? Nobody else has a sneaker that can bang with the Nike Air Jordan. But we're talking about a non-athlete record maker. That's a big thing, right? Yeah, like no he literally was able to anything. penetrate yeah. and and literally dominate. We're talking about a $3.3 billion empire that's essentially all following a sneaker. It's really nothing else that he got. I mean, obviously, he makes some fire clothing. People fuck with his clothing as well. Yeah. You know, his album drop packages and all those things, they do very well. But his sneaker is really his golden child. And it's just kind of yeah. like... You know, who else has been able to do that? Like, we really got to, like, not only hats off him for that, but also hats off to Ye for his ability to truly do what he said he wanted to do, which was make it mass available. Nike, when he was on Nike, what was the biggest issue with the Nike Air Yeezys? Not only did they never tell us when they were dropping, they used to just randomly drop that shit, and they were, like, 200 and pairs it, or 2,000 yeah. pairs, maybe the at exclusivity best. exclusivity and, like, how expensive they were. Exactly. And they literally just were, they literally were doing that on purpose. Like Kanye was running around screaming, going rah, 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 begging pretty much at the time to get his ability to put out mass amounts of these sneakers so that everybody can get it. Like he never wanted it. I will never forget the day the Red October has dropped. Dude, I was chilling in my dorm and I will never forget the, the leak just showed up on Nike. It was just so crazy. It just flew out on Twitter. Nike just tweeted, yo, Red October 2 is available now. And it was the only time they ever dropped it. And it was just a very random midday drop. I, I Like, it's just that business model of doing things that way never made sense. And it was just so hard. Like, you know, even remember growing up in high school. Remember how hard it was to get certain sneakers after a while? Like, you had to get rifles, wait on lines. Yep. Like, it was, it was almost impossible. And then, like, for a while, it became the reselling game. The Nike, the New York buying, selling kicks. That's how people was getting sneakers yep. because it was impossible to go to the store and get the sneaker you wanted. And, and Kanye now pretty it's, much it's ballooned out of control of the reselling. You yeah, the reselling. And shit, people Bro. using like multiple servers. And listen, like mm -hmm. I get like if you didn't want to do that and now obviously you're trying to sell resell sneakers and you have to do that to keep up with people that are literally buying like 50, 40 pairs and like market mm -hmm. it up at a crazy price. Like people, it's, it's a legit business. And I, but it's like the, the bot shit is so crazy that like that is the only way to compete now. Like it's you yeah, have pretty to much like at least if you want to, the you gotta be a web developer now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and it's it's incredible because like when you take that and consider the fact that you know, like he was able to essentially make it mass available to everybody so that everybody can get these sneakers. Like he saturated that game so that even if you have the resellers or those bots buying up a hundred pair of those sneakers, like you're gonna be there, there's no way they're gonna sell out those sneakers. Like, honestly, when Kanye drops now, even if they do sell out, when you go to StockX, at best, it might be a $50 upmark on the sneaker because that's yeah, how many he made available to the public. Like, there's nobody, there's that, those days of where like nobody can get a Kanye Yeezy sneaker is gone. Like, anybody can own a Yeezy if they want to own a Yeezy. The question is, what yeah. colorway do you want to own? There might be rare colorways because that just comes. Like, obviously, you do need to have yeah. exclusivity to your product. Like, you have to add some level of that. And, you know, right. whether it's going to be in, um, you know, a specific colorway, like, you know, I don't even know which ones are really exclusive anymore. I don't want to just name a random one because you're right. I feel like all of them have been, if not re-released, they've yeah, been released in such mass numbers. Yeah, like, it's been the in such The ones I can say are the originals, not the V2s. Uh, oh, like yeah, the, the, the V1 350s. Yeah, yeah, the V1 yeah. 350s are the, are the only ones that probably haven't come or out. Or the 750s, like, too, haven't really re yeah, I guess. That's a good point, yeah. 
So, I mean, well, those right, are really right. the ones that are going to really add that exclusive factor, you know, to the brand. Other than that, you know, everybody else is is uh, pretty much like available for people to go buy online, whether it's StockX, it's Gold, Stadium Goods, and different vendors like that. And you know what, like my favorite thing about that, this whole ordeal is, look at what it's done to Nike. It's humbled the shit out of Nike. You, look how many times Nike has retroed all the Jordans since Kanye has left um, Nike. If you really, really consider it, like we've That's been obviously point. going through like tons of retros, but I felt like in high school, retros weren't like now you right. were not like, dude, they, they, re- they re-released the DMPs recently. Yeah, they like did. N- Nike has to re-release all these the sneakers stitches, to stay alive. They did the Concords again. They did the Space Jams again, like twice. Oh, the Breads, the Pine, like they have these, uh, the, the the Royal Blues. I mean, they've done literally every You're popular right. Jordan wow. at least one time over. Since Kanye has left, like he has reset the sneaker game, man. bro. I will never stop taking my hat off to him for that because, like, it's it's an incredible feat that I don't think people notice. Or I, I guess you know, obviously, it's it's unfortunate his antics and everything he got going on around him. It puts a big blinder to the shit that he is actually doing, all the shit that he's actually trying to fight for, and he was talking about. Like, dude, you got it lost in all the other bullshit, unfortunately, because you know some people aren't going to look at that, unfortunately. When you when you really create that type of environment around you, they're not looking at okay, you're doing this. It's like, all right, look yeah. at the bad, look at the bad, look at the bad, and right. um, you know, shout out Skyhead, bro. That's like that's literally how I feel on that one, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did his fucking thing with that. So yeah. okay, so that's that's Kanye West, the the sneaker, the fashion guy. Like how much of this is attributed to, like how he was as a rapper. You know, like Uh-oh. his brand is very him, you know, like he's the same, mm. honestly, throughout everything. So, like, I yeah. feel like because he set that precedent with his raps and like the music that he made, it was very easy for him to just keep that going. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. You know, I think him like literally being that, you know, I'm Louis de Vuitton, Don, you know, uh, soulful trap, you know, those like old school type beats out of like Chicago and you know, his name was Kanye West. It's just like, it was such an unorthodox black man that was dominating the hip hop game. Like that overall just really, I think, blew everybody's mind, I want to say. Yeah. And I think, you know, the way he took the rap game by storm, it was so easy for him to transition into fashion because he put out the Nike Air Yeezy 1 and it was just like, yo, this space shoe. Like it, it didn't even look, it looked like an Air Jordan. But an Air Jordan from graduation era, because it was literally like that 07, 08, 09 era. Yeah. He drops that. And that Air Jordan 1 was like, yo, that peak space era graduations Kanye. And it really yeah. just like, you know, like he he just has a swagger to him that's annoying almost. Because like you can't really understand why it is a swagger, but it is a swagger. And I think like, you know, that music swagger definitely played a role into influencing not only his fashion but definitely his his ability to be successful in fashion yeah that's a good point because uh if you think about the music he was making like a lot of it was very bold or like somewhat progressive in a way that like okay he's referencing a lot of things but it's packaged in a way that no one has really tried to do before Mm -hmm. um so because of that he was like a loud, obviously his music was loud, maybe not all the time, but had like a loud effect. You know, you a lot of people heard it. 
So mm-hmm. because of that, he would wear loud outfits. Like think of the crazy outfits you could think of Kanye. Bro, wearing. double polo, son. Like he looked like a psychopath. Like, he's like you know how hot he must have been. Like, Yo, he used to wear the leather button ups with the skinny jeans and skinny jeans with the yeah, fucking like, skinny that you can't see through. <laughs> Yo, Kanye is a—he's just nuts, Remember bro. With the, the shades, he's wearing shades with with that aren't shades. They're blinders, son. Like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see the shits, yo. <laughs> and so yo. like that, like he had the sneakers and the fashion design and like his the the Yeezys that came out then, the Nike ones matched that. Like they were very mm-hmm. loud and like came in colorways and shit. Like his music and the the fashion that he created very much like represented. Ref- yes, I, I exactly agree. His music definitely yo, reflects in his fashion. But there, that's a bold color. Like the whole putting mm. together of that shoe is very bold. I love mm. them shits, but that's definitely not a common color. So like mm. the, the designs are also very like, oh, this shit got a strap on it. It's got this, that, and the third. It was very like, it had the gold uh, lace locks on them shits. Like it was very bold in a you know sense that matched him. So I just, that's, that's that was something I guess that's just stuck out to me recently. Like looking back. Yeah. And then you look at the shit he makes now. Is more unrefined, raw, and like raw. very like avant garde at times. And you look at mm. the Yeezy merch, and it kind of has that out there kind of look to it. Like, yeah, you know, like the, everything the that reflects jokes, but it's mm. the same thing. <laughs> yeah, no, everything that reflects like in his, I would say that his music, that very unorthodox, like it almost comes off as like yo utopian, like children of the corn type, like some real. <laughs> Like it, it does come off cultish. Yeah, I'll be cult. honest. Like, yeah, like it's really like yeah. rags, like very plain looking. You know, some of it, it's like the sneakers may stand out because it's always the sneakers that pop with Ye. Like he loves yeah. to be a, a sneaker guy with these weird designs and shit. But his clothes is just so plain. It'll be one type of like color and it's Creole, it's just oversized right. rags, yeah, neutral like, tones where you're like, yeah. bro, this shit is like dirt color. <laughs> yeah. And then he might he might have like a very outlandish jacket on on top of his rags. It'll like it's just like four times the person's size and that's the small size. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, nah, but that's Kanye. And I mean, you know, you just think about his success there and like all that, you know, hats off to him. I want to actually see where it's going to go, you know, like afterwards, this after yeah. this, though, because like you look, look like? at, you know, Donda, you know, I know he was doing the visuals and like, yeah. you know, I went to the Yeezus concert and I remember seeing that shit live and it was like a, cool. a cinematic experience in Very person. Cool. Like, it was ridiculous to see like. You, when you consider all of that, like I just want to see where he's going to be able to apply this money because he is a guy with a lot of ideas. Like you know, I I, I don't want to say I believe him when he says he's going to be the next Walt Disney, but do the dude has very progressive ideas, and I, I definitely want to see where it ends up. But at the same time, this is a dude that champions Trump, so I I just you know it's a very it's a very weird <laughs> very balance, crazy bro. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's a very weird balance that I have with yeah, you know, so. Like, yeah, it, it's crazy to see somebody like this polarizing, like be like a genius in a way that you're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And then exactly. it works out, you know, but at the yeah. same time, like say shit that you're like, bro, like what the hell? Like you're you're literally like the most unorthodox, like paradoxical person to ever exist, like mm-hmm. at this level, because it's like, yo, you do one thing that says this, but then you say this shit like what? Like none what? of what you two halves of you just don't make sense, but somehow like it 
it works for him. And like, regardless mm-hmm. of however much you either might hate him or love him, like he's gonna pop his head in now every now and then and just be like, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, he will never ever leave the culture. Like I think everybody that thinks they can get rid of him, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I, you know, he definitely took a punch. I think after the whole Drake ordeal and situation like that, like I felt yeah. like his. Um, I, I'll be honest. For the first time, I think I saw like, like his fan base waver. Like they were there in numbers, but I felt like I saw like a true uh, like resistance against Kanye West, which was very new. Like that's a yeah. very very new thing. I feel like you know. I forgot who said it. I think um, it was like Scotty Beam on State of the Culture. And she was like saying at one point, it was really felt like Kanye was the champion for black culture, like in black people for music. Because, you know, yo, George Bush don't care about black people. Like when he was coming out doing things like that and, you know, just being so vocal in his music, like to see him make that transition, it really was like seeing the death of like a hero in one of like, you know, those uh, old uh, Shakespeare dramatic books. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> It, it really is crazy, like to just King see that happen. Yeah, like King Lear type shit. One of the dramas, like to see the dramatic plays, like just really unfold in front of you. Like, yeah. and it, man, knowing Kanye, he knows that, and he gets like sick pleasure out of knowing that people think of him that way, or like relate that, or can even like, like I guess use metaphors to compare the two. Like, cause you, bro, you not like that, but dog, like you just a weirdo. He's a weird man. I, yeah, he's a he's, dramatic he's, person, so he he would do some. Sh- he would thrive. He would love that somebody thinks of him as this tragic fucking hero. He would mm-hmm. eat that shit up and make a rhyme about it. And it would be, be all like, smiling. Call me Lucifer because I was that god and I fell from the sky. You're like, okay, <laughs> and like you just called yourself the devil, but like in his mind, he's like, yo, that's that's what they see me as. Like I'm the Messiah that's fallen. He would eat that <laughs> shit up. But yeah. I, I wanted to really. Since we talked about uh, his business aspect a lot, like I really also wanted to discuss like just rappers and business in general and how the evolution has gotten us to this point that rappers just used to be rappers. Then, you know, people started coming, added business. But now we're at a point where these people have become bigger than their music in a way, you know, like their Mm -hmm. brand is now exceeded. They've they've, you know, broken that mold in a way. You know, people are like, hey, I love Kanye West's music. I and, you know, topic. of course, people are going to be like Kanye West, the artist. But now you could kind of be like, yo, that's just Kanye West. Like, you don't know yeah. what he is anymore because he's done so much. Mm-hmm. Like, is this going to be the thing? Like, because, you know, you look at Drake. I guess Drake is at that. Drake level is too. in that, bro. I was just going to throw that name like, in that bag, Drake. too. Cause, You're like, like, yeah, yeah, I know Drake makes music, but Drake's just kind of Drake, his thing. He he said it in that interview he did with, uh, I think it was Elliot Wilson. He did the Elliot Wilson interview in his crib. And he said it. He was like, bro, like Drake is a brand. It's not even like he said, Drake is not me anymore. It's not just me. Like I'm Aubrey. He said like, I'm Aubrey Graham. But he said, Drake is a brand. Like it's a team. Like my team is Drake. Like like Drake is more than just me. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not just me. And that Kanye West is the same thing. Like Kanye West, like it's just more than just, well, I don't know. Like Kanye West, I guess is like a brand in himself. Like, and I think he knows that. Um, but man, Kanye West, I think he takes pride in knowing. Like, I feel like he does feel like he is himself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yo, I'm Kanye West. Like, like right. Kanye West, and everything and the brand is me. Yeah, yeah. like I'm he feels like he's the, wholeheartedly the brand. Right. Like he hears his name or he says his name. It's like I'm Kanye West, and like exactly. everything that Kanye, you know, Kanye West for. Yep, that's me. 
Uh-huh. That's me. Yeah, I'm the dude that did this. I'm the dude that did that. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is correct. Yes, that I is exactly who he is. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I mean, I think there's a lot of artists that are going to be doing that because even, I don't know if you saw that, but did you see Travis Scott do the Astro World Performance Festival yeah. within um, Fortnite? Fortnite, it was, it was cool looking. I mean, I fucking hate Fortnite, but that, that was a very cool medium to see. Dude, just honesty. to see... I think just seeing the the fact that Travis Scott literally, if you think about it, for the last two years has been able to thrive off of the Astro World album, like he's literally yeah. been able to turn the idea of Travis Scott and Astro this this concept of just Astro Travis or Astro World or Astro Fest Travis, it's a brand in itself almost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that is is Travis Scott's brand, like, and he's been able to market it not only to you know, uh, Houston and, and do Astro Festivals two times over now. You know, I'm yeah. pretty sure he would have been able to get a third one this year. But easily. he got the Nike collabs from that. Or, I mean, not and from he got that, the Nike, but like... Look how many Nike collabs he got from that. Yeah. Exactly. Like, just all of... Like, Travis Scott in itself has become a massive brand. Like, he's not just the rapper Travis Scott. Like, nah, he's Travis Scott in fashion. Travis and, Scott in um, festivals. Travis Scott in music. Like, right. that he's Travis Scott in video games, bro. Like, it's crazy. Like, I kind of want to touch, like, in a three-part question. So I'm going to ask each of them. I'll ask them all right now, but then we'll go through them. So mm-hmm. we're already trying to answer, you know, answering it now. But, like, who's going to look at it or who's going to be like that going forward? A brand where they, they kind of exceed the, the one mold. Who has done it before? Mm. But also, Drake and Travis Scott do kind of fall under the Kanye tree. Those are both people who've derived a lot of what they are from Ye. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy that they both have followed in essentially Ye's footsteps of that, of becoming so big, you, you're you not just one thing anymore. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like, you know, Ye, like, I, you know, while, while he hasn't, you know, been in video games or kind of like Drake, like, I, I, I don't know, you know, outside of maybe, you know, Drake doing things like, because he did the Apple Music deal. I remember that was transcendent, like where yeah. he, like. And then obviously, you know, I, we spoke about that TikTok bag. I know there's a bag involved in what he did, you know, pretty yeah. much making dance music. Like, I feel like dance music has always been the thing, but Drake knew what he was doing specifically with Tussie yeah. Like He, it was an angle specifically for a brand, for a corporation. You know, you know, you're a brand. And I, if we get the brand Drake to do TikTok, like, you know, we're really going to be able to, to get this shit popping. Like, so I right. just think like, you know, it, man, it's, it's it's just really incredible. Like it, it really, really is. Like when you consider like all the people that have done it, that are doing it, and like just the ability, like for Kanye, I think for him it started like was like when I think he was in the Cleveland show. I think it was like the Family Guy alternative. I'm trying to get the yeah, name yeah, in my yeah. head right now. Cleveland show. He did the battle. Yeah, rap he, battle. He did the rap battle. So, like, you know, I guess that was, like, his version of doing it, like, where his brand was able to transition over into just different forms of entertainment. He had a cameo in Anchorman 2. Yeah. Uh, Or even the the concept of him being so, like, involved with Dave Chappelle and being so in part of that. At at one point, I felt like, you know, he was big on the show and he even performed on the show. Like, and I think that was more of maybe Dave just being into the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Before Ye really blew up, and Ye was mm. on that shit, and that was I mean, Dad, that was before Ye blew up, but that was like, that was right at that cusp too. So that that was pretty crazy. To see yeah. That. So I mean, this I, this, this I think there's a lot of artists that have done it. Um, who, who do you think is or who? So who? <laughs> like, I mean, I would say obviously, so definitely those three that we named already: Travis Scott, Ye, Drake, Fifty. Um, 
50 for sure. Because 50 did, he did a whole video game. And vitamin water. Yeah, he's been everywhere. He's understood the power of his brand. Yeah. 50 knew he was a brand from the moment he came in the game. Like, he's a different beast. Like, when it comes like, that's just a dumb name, but look how far it's come. Like, we don't even call him 50 Cent. We're just like, yo, yeah, and I mean, look at him now. He's a TV executive now. Oh, he Power, I mean, he's achieved the life. money like Snoop. Snoop. <laughs> yeah, Snoop. He's another, I mean, no, Snoop he, technically is another one. He became the ambassador of marijuana but over Bob Marley. Yeah. Honestly, like, over Bob Marley. Like, of like, is Snoop got the fucking rebrand of the century? Like, yo, yeah. murder was the case that they gave me. Like, the shit that he was rapping <laughs> about and how palatable he is now. People are like, oh, mm. yeah, Snoop Dogg, Fizzle Dizzle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Snoopy Dogg, Snoopy Dogg. dogg. <laughs> like, Peter says Bo Shizzle a lot, forgetting, like, yo, he was really, like, a gangster rapper, like, through and through. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, so, I mean, it would have to be Snoop. There's a lot of them, like, honestly, though, because, like, I would have to say any rapper that turned into other areas. So, like, Diddy, Dre. Like all of them, like all, any like beat makers, producers, D, like all of those guys. Oh man, um, why can't I think other other artists or other yeah. like, rappers? Like rappers, like specifically that have done it. Like I feel like because I, I don't know, like Jay Z. Obviously, he's just ventured out into other like business areas in general. Like, like is, I think the the, the the act of using your rap stardom to do it, I think is very common. Like that is definitely like yeah, 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 absolutely. Common. That's just like the smart smarter person mm-hmm. they'll decide to take that money and put it into different things. Yeah, uh, Ice Cube. Ice Cube, yeah, he's another one. I mean, um, forget about it. He's pretty much like the head like actor. I feel like actor rapper like easily. I guess him or Ice T is that. It's always tied to music somehow, but also he the stuff that he does outside of music isn't like as public as everybody else's. So he's never really like we know Jay Z to be a businessman and do X, Y, and Z, but his persona is very much still the rapper because of how like he conducts his outside business. Like you yeah. always see him in like that music setting, or now he's just laughed at as an old dad of and the husband of Beyonce. <laughs> Yeah, but, pretty much like the meme guy. <laughs> right, that's the meme guy. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now nah, we're like just because I always used to see the one of him jumping into the pool. Like they always oh, used to throw that one around. Yeah, all right. <laughs> oh man, it's over. Or him at the party, just shaking his head with like the concern. He's like, "Uh, is this kind of good or not?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're at a head nodding. I forgot where was that actually. That looked like it was at like an inauguration or something. It's probably like Obama's inauguration. It's probably listening to music. <laughs> like he was like, uh, "Yo, the Star Spangled Band is kind of nice." <laughs> <laughs> where? Because he didn't look like type dapper. I don't even know. I don't know. It was somebody's like party or some shit. I don't know. Um, oh, wow. let's. I can't think of. Uh, I guess. I, well, you know what? Let me just check wealthiest. Oh, Russell Simmons. Goddamn. Mm. Yeah, like, it's going to be a lot of those rappers. Like, I'm thinking, like, a lot of the OGs, really, because they're the ones that really run the game right now. So, like, a lot of the executives in music used that used to do music, you know? Those are really the guys that have been able to take, essentially, their rap careers and turn that into another brand of some sort, whether it's, you know, in fashion or in, you know, sports or, in, you know, just music management. 
you know, they've just been able to transition themselves in general. Oh man, I'm I'm still trying to look up rappers. Oh god. <laughs> hmm. Let's see. Mm. I said Eminem. I don't know if Eminem's transitioned. I don't nah. I, I think Eminem doesn't really count. Like I feel oh like he's god. just a rapper. I mean, I mean, we've already kind of talked about it, but Pharrell. I don't just don't see Pharrell as a rapper, but as a producer, yes. Pharrell definitely. Yeah. Yeah, he was DA before Ye in that same vein. Ye just took it, yeah. made so much more money, but making your own brand, making your own shoe, it changing the culture to a point yeah. where, you know, and then still having that, still be active, and then also still do the music. Yeah, he's literally just Pharrell with the stardom, like the super, super yeah. stardom. Like, because, like, I feel like, yeah, just like you said, Pharrell was doing that already. I mean, with the ice cream and, you know, all the things he was collaborating on and doing all the clothing, like just being able, like, like it's so crazy. Yeah. That Ye just, for some reason, is way more successful. It's literally just the stardom. Right. You know yeah. what Pharrell's about? Like Pharrell's personality is very bland. Like he doesn't yeah. have like a showmanship. So like he just quietly does stuff. And yeah, of course, I guess that doesn't, that still gets him his opportunities because he's like the cool guy. Well, Ye is out mm. there, so we kind of use that to his advantage. Yeah, Ye is the I, out there cool guy versus like Pharrell is more like, all right, I'm just doing my shit because this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing it for people's, like, like I, I'm not doing it for anybody's attention. I'm just doing it as I do it. Like, Ye yeah. literally does things for people's attention. That's a very big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Ye. Yeah. Shout out um, Ye, okay. man. So- <laughs> Let's get into more rap stuff. Yeah, uh, more rap talk. We got to see some more hypothetical battles. Not see, but hear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the more interesting ones I think we both agreed upon that we heard was Wayne versus Fab yeah. mixtapes. So, Wayne uh, versus Fab mixtapes. What do you think of that battle? Just for um, I mean, yeah, like I mean, to kind of give a little backstory to anybody who didn't see the um IG Live battle, uh, I think it was Rory and Maul from the Joe Budden podcast. They battled it out on IG Live last week, uh, hosting uh Little Wayne's mixtapes versus Fabulous's mixtapes, kind of like a South versus you know New York type of thing. I think that was kind of like the the vibe they were going for. And um, I'll be entirely honest. Rory cleaned Maul up. It was it was pretty bad, and I think it was just really exemplary, exemplary of just Little Wayne's discography. It's it's incredible, honestly. And um, you know, while Fab is a phenomenal rapper, and I think Fab honestly doesn't get enough respect because he really was kind of like a. I don't want to say a Drake because I I don't know if he was singing. I, I actually don't remember too much of his songs. I don't think he was singing or anything. He, he was in a lot of like R&B rap songs though. Like, so his, he was making a lot of hits. Yeah. He yeah. was making a lot of crazy hits. You know what I'm saying? Where it was kind of like, he was just all over the radio. He was like, kind of like our Drake on East coast. Like he was just yeah. making a, all the hits in the early two thousands, you know, but when you compare him to like the flamethrower, that was Wayne. You there's no comparison. Like, yeah, like Wayne really has a such a deep duffel bag of music, and I mean, let me see, get like if I can even get a list here. Yeah. Firstly, you you explained it already right then and there. Like Fab was very local to the East. Wayne yeah. was national, even global. Yeah, and 
just was so prominent from a certain time onward and mm-hmm. like dominated completely and was had that ability to float on different types of tracks maintain mm-hmm. a certain persona about it and then branch and still keep that about him but rap at such a fucking high level that you were like yo a Lil wayne verse oh my god that was incredible mm-hmm. yeah no and it's like, it's yeah mm-hmm. go ahead i'm sorry yeah. No, nah, just like the level of that that type of rapping, like you had to add a point. You were like, "Yo, this motherfucker's top five ever," because mm-hmm. he was on such a run from an early age, a very early fucking age of rapping with such a caliber, and people we were all just like tuning in, no matter what, to listen to any time he had a verse for us, and we were like, "Oh my god, Lil Wayne!" And, he, yeah. and the fact that he stopped writing and was just like basically rememberizing the shit from off dome it was just crazy and he just had like a very unique way of rapping and like mm. how he would rap serious how he would play with the the verses and shit like that like how he you know he had such a unique voice and how he'd use that to his advantage like he'd start rapping not like a baby but like would say funny shit and like he was just so nice at like being different types of rappers like if you wanted to be the gangster i'm gonna shoot you or be like the funny boyfriend type rapper on like some R&B shit. He, he was just that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his range as a rapper was phenomenal. And I think that's just kind of what I was able to see when uh, Rory was going through his playlist. Like, you know, when we're talking about going from we taking over to I feel like dying to the sky is the limit. Like, and then you could be on swag surf. Like, it's incredible. Like, he, and I'm not gonna lie, man. Shouts out to Rory. His playlist was phenomenal. He did a really, really good job. And he got it on his Twitter if anybody wants to go check that out. At this Yo, is Rory. Swag surf yeah. is the superior version because he's just spitting crazy bars. Exactly. Yeah. He was going nutty, like, with that, with the, with some of these bars back then. Like, and you just hear him, his ability to just rhyme words, puns, like, you know, Wheezy F baby and the F is for, you know, a million different things. Like that is just who Wayne was. And, you know, over the last five years, I can definitely say like I underrated him, you know, and, you know, hats off to Wayne. Shout out Wayne. I really, really fuck with Wayne. And I think, you know, I don't want to say we need to revisit the conversation of where he is and everybody's like top five rappers or top 10 rappers or, you know, where you have him just placed against the best ever. But, you know, Wayne is in that conversation. Like, yeah. I, I definitely, I'm not mad to say that. I'm not even nervous to say it. You know, like, I, I just think, like, it's one of those, like, runs that you just, you, you really don't see. And mm-hmm. from how young he did it, which is crazy. Like, the level, and again, it transcended. It wasn't local. It was national. Like I said, maybe even global or definitely global. Like, he mm-hmm. just got that good in that amount of time and stayed there. Like, got to the top and then hovered at the top for a long ass time mm. and yeah, like was no. so on uh, so many different tracks and was duking out with you know some of the best rappers at the time and like i love that era Ooh, excuse me where he was that good because it was a time also too like you would get remixes and so many remixes of like different songs and sometimes remixes were completely different from the song other times it was just an added verse or whatever but like so many people were willing to make these huge fucking mixes and he would get a verse and smoke the whole shit. But it could be 12 rappers, but he always had the best verse. Yeah. No, nah, that's Wayne. Like, like, that's God Wayne. Damn. Yeah, it's just like, damn, man, that's Wayne. That's really just the GOAT. Like, like you know, the, he's just a very unique character. He, and, you know, like just, I, I definitely need to just give him more respect. Like, I don't know if he's like 
where his music's at right now because I haven't listened to his last project. I know the C five. I actually like C five a lot now that I think about it. Yeah. I was banging it pretty thoroughly that year that it dropped. Even though like some of the music sounded dated, it was still very very good. Like it was good dated music to me. Mm-hmm. It was a good reset, I guess, for me like to take a step back in time and hear old music. Like shout out Wayne. Wayne is really a top five rapper. Top ten rapper, at least for me. I don't know if I would say top five, but he's a top ten rapper for me, easily. I got him. Yeah, same. he's just yeah, like uh, yeah, he he like uh, I definitely grew up with him. You know, like he was my guy when I was younger, and so like to kind of revisit that, and like I I, I looked at a lot of the deep cuts when I was younger. Like I got really into him, and so it's just great like to revisit and be like, yo, like how could I forget like. This was my fucking dude. Like I used to bump his shit so religiously. So mm. uh, yeah, again, hundred shouts to Wayne because goddamn. But I'm like again, <laughs> Fab isn't nice, and you know he's a great New York rapper. But again, mm. it's very local, so it's too hard to compare when like Fab only got to a certain level, and that's fine. Like you know, but it's you can't go to Cali and be like, yo, Fabulous. They might remember I don't know one or two songs. But yeah, nah, they they're not gonna notice the bag of tricks he had. Not like an East Coast dude would or an East Coast girl. As opposed to Wayne, though. Lil Wayne, man. Just, <laughs> he, was just, he was just around, so. But yeah. yeah. What's oh, that's a fact. Do you have a favorite Lil Wayne song? Uh, first. I, I don't know if off head I got one that I could give to the pod. I'll be entirely honest, because I feel like that's definitely hard to think about. But, you know, I'm taking a look at this list right here that I see, and... If I had to pick one out of all one that's iconic, honestly, one that I remember just as a kid, yo, we taking over. That verse is just iconic right there, son. I don't want to say it's my favorite, but it's an iconic, I I am a beast. You feed me rappers, feed me beats. I was like, yo, what? I am a chain. I need a leash. I said, yo, easy. Yo. Chill, oh, man. man. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, or oh, even man, they had to upgrade your freestyle. Excuse me. Oh, oh my gosh, yo, I had to get him. Oh my god, to get him freestyle on me freestyle. <laughs> yo, Wayne is just really one of the goats, bro. He really is. He he is. He's definitely one of the ten greatest rappers. I think. Like I think from the south, if there was gonna like say, all right, who's like he's in that like southern top five for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. For me, it's gotta be um the canon remix. DJ John mm. on this canon remix, and Wayne has the first verse. It's like Wayne, Freeway, and like two other dudes. I forget. But Wayne's first ber- uh, verse, or his, his he has the first verse, and that shit is just crazy. He's yeah, just he got that on this playlist. Kicking his high leg and tell him catch up like mayonnaise. I was like, excuse me? I was like, yo. <laughs> back like i don't even know what that means and like, just <laughs> everyone, he was like um oh my god i guess just look that shit up if you never heard that shit go listen to that shit that one nah, yeah man, i definitely heard that uh or not just you i guess the listeners too oh um, yeah what, right, what am i talking about i forget i always do forget that listeners i'm sorry like he's not just <laughs> talking to me <laughs> um uh Oh my god, how did I forget? I said that one and there's another Wayne. Oh, the It's Me Bitches. The uh, mm. uh Swiss Beats. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's me. It's me. Yeah. yeah. Chevy no, looking like a set of new braces. I was like, oh. Yeah, now nah, that freestyle is ridiculous. Yeah. If not that, the third one is the Swagger Like Us freestyle. I mean, not the freestyle. Mm. That verse is legendary right there. Oh, my goodness. Swagger, swagger like us. Yeah. Oh, shit. I used to make a call you Carmelo. Mm. Oh, my God. Nah, he, he he really has a bag that is definitely not discussed enough. Like yeah. He he he's easily a, definitely from the last two decades though, I definitely have him in that top three artists. It's him. It's really him, Drake, you know, Jay, Yay, like those are the Titans from this era, like artist wise from yeah, the era. Like you think you know, you got J. Cole, you got Kendrick. I feel like they're just as large on a scale of superstardom. But man, like I'm talking like, just started on, like end of the those decades like these are yeah. guys for, you know they haven't reached that number of years yet i don't think where we exactly yeah so, i would say about another two to five years in we're gonna be talking about i mean right now they are the elder statesmen in five years they'll be legends considered like okay they're like the gods of the game they've been in the game for 15 years yeah exactly that's that's what we'll get to see and then we could look back and be like god damn the run that they've gone on wow son imagine saying that like yo kendrick he's been in the game for over 10 years like or j cole yo, he's I been on the game for 10 years sex and 80 and then like going back to the mix station and be like yo bro this guy's fucking it like yeah wild. like we were there for that stuff we was there to see rigor mortis like or we was there to see like some of like drake's like comeback season or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So far gone. Like we were there to see them blow up and become who they are right now. Like I sometimes it's it's like very like, you know, you gotta really have an out of body experience and just think about it. Like, wow, like yo, like I'm really living in a very golden era of just like occurrences of music, artists. What was the first you know Drake song you ever heard? Um, I think the very first it was uh if it wasn't a replacement girl with Trey songs, it gotta be man of the year with Wheezy, actually. Wow, really? My first was yeah. Ransom. Oh man, that's a, oh wow. Yeah, I mean, but that's a that's still a great song to start off yeah. with. But fucking yo, I'm what man of the year? I love that shit, yo. Yeah, that shit is like a throwback Thursday. Like actually, Josh, I think Josh put me on Drake. I gotta be honest, like, and that's like 2007, son, like 2006. Yeah, yeah. that's when I got put on Drake. Girl was 06. Yeah, replacement girl, exactly. Yeah, that was 06. So 07, I think, is when I very first time I heard Drake. Like, I think it was like literally when it was at, at the height of like Wayne, I would say. Like, Wayne was really at his peak. Yeah. Ye, Ye, Ye was really starting to come into his own. You know, uh, I think graduation was coming on a lot. Like, obviously, it was a lot of shit still going on. And um, yeah, Drake was just coming on the scene. And it was really just Degrassi I knew him from. But then, bruh, I heard that uh, that freestyle man of the year. And I said, nah, this dude is the truth. Yeah. We were all like, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, I said, nah, no, he's coming. He's coming. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, wheelchair Jimmy is coming. Coming. And then, yo, I think I remember it was me and Somi freaking out when uh, Thank Me Later came out. And we was just like, yo, this nigga did a mill in a week. <laughs> we were just like, Sim. Yeah, I remember, son. Yeah, I remember. I actually remember when that dropped. That's crazy. I remember when it dropped. I remember the numbers he was doing, like just yeah, the we, hype around it. Because that's when we were on the blogs. <laughs> so we yeah, was like, that was 
crazy. Yeah, we would just see the numbers, but yo, he sold this in a day. We would be like, yo, nah, he had the sales, and we were like, holy shit. Sheesh. It's crazy, son. But I yeah. think that is it for us today. Thank you for joining us where we just basically talked about music because we love music. And that's that's what we talk about. We talk about the shit that we oh, love, or the shit that, you know, affects us. And we are passionate to discuss it. So we're never going to talk about some shit that we don't find interesting. So you're never going to hear us bored on this fucking podcast. That's one thing for damn certain. We're not facts. We're really going to talk about what we want to talk about. We're not going to talk about other things. Like, I mean, there was a bunch of bullshit that on, but like, we're not going to sit here and try to talk to you about Kim Jong-un. Like, we don't know if he died or not. But So we're not going to talk to you. Like, yeah, like, we're not going to. Yeah. I don't, don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, or like we're not gonna talk NFL draft because we don't fucking support the NFL, so fuck them. So, uh, yeah, that's it. I I really feel I I agree. I think that's it, yo. Thank y'all for tuning in. So yes, thank y'all for tuning in. We will catch y'all in the next one. As always, stay up, be safe. I hope y'all take care of y'all mental health during this time because shit is always crazy. Reach out to your mm-hmm. people. Uh, schedule some Zoom calls with some folks. You know, if you got a webcam. <clears throat> You know, talk to your talk to your people. It's much easier to do so now. You know, you don't really got an excuse. You know, they're home and you're home. You know, just go reach out or just schedule and be like, yo, let's jump on a Zoom call. And that mm-hmm. shit goes a long way. It lets you, yeah, it lets people know like, hey, you're thinking about me and that, you know, you're excited to hear from me. And then also you have a good fucking time just talking to them or doing whatever. And then you feel mm-hmm. good after. Like, ah, okay. It makes it easier. And then now it becomes a thing. Maybe you do it every week or maybe you're like, you know what? Every two weeks, we'll check in with each other. But mm-hmm. that's just my that's that's my facts advice. Facts for life. Facts that's advice. He's gonna leave you out with those facts notes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's what's going <laughs> on. <the> fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So be safe. We'll see y'all on the next one.